Welcome to Mindful Empowerment. I'm your host, Dr. Mary Elizabeth, and today we have with us Dr. Betty Martini. Um, she's the founder of the Worldwide Volunteer Force, Mission Possible World Health International, which is committed to removing aspartame from our food supply. She has an honorary Doctor of Humanities degree for the work she has done. She has 22 years of experience in the medical field. And Dr. Martini established, in 1970, she established a model for the nation by creating Physicians on Call, which is a network of five emergency care clinics in Atlanta, Georgia, staffed with medical doctors 24-7 to give costs to those who can't afford it. She also speaks frequently on nationwide radio hookups for talk programs throughout the country and the world. The medical text, Aspartame Disease, an Ignored Epidemic by H.J. Roberts is dedicated to her. And she is also on the advisory board of the American Anti-Cancer Institute and is the in-house aspartame specialist for the National Health Federation. And thanks for being here, Dr. Martini. It's great oh, to I'm see you. Oh, I did marry. <laughs> is there anything else like in your background or even you growing up as a child or anything else you kind of want to share to, for people to get to know you? Well, it seems to me that in uh, my life, I've always been working 24 hours. I had five medical clinics and uh, that were 24 hours. And then when I got into the aspartame issue and didn't realize it was an aspartame uh, epidemic or uh, that it was going to take up, you know, the rest of my life. I was already retired. In fact, next week I'll be 80 years old. So, you know, uh, how long I've been doing this, I didn't realize it had completely masked, poisoned the world and become a pandemic. So, um, uh, today it has gotten worse. I think your readers would want to know to begin with, if this is such a deadly, deadly chemical poison, how it got on the market. It is not an additive. It's an addictive, excitoneurotoxic, genetically engineered, carcinogenic drug, uh, adjuvant, you know, like, uh, uh, any, uh, let's see, drug and teratogen. And it causes horrible birth defects and autism and, uh, cleft palate. And <clears throat> what was done is they removed the uh, birth defect uh, report of the Bressler report and made a deal with the uh, FDA so people would know. But the way it started is the G.D. Searle company tried to get aspartame approved. Instead of getting it approved, they tried to indict the manufacturer which is the only time in history that the FDA ever uh, tried to indict a country, a, a company. But the uh, both U.S. prosecutors hired on with the defense team and the statute of limitations expired. So the next thing they tried to do was to revoke the petition for approval, which is on my website, www.mpwhi.com. And uh, they had 30 days before Dr. Goyan, the FDA commissioner, would have signed it into law and had never been on the market. 
but President Reagan owed Don Rumsfeld, that's why it's called Don uh, Rumsfeld's Plague, and asked him <clears throat> uh, to help him get it proved. He was on his, Rumsfeld was on his transition field. So President Reagan signed an executive order which forbid the FDA from signing the revoke petition into law after <clears throat> so then they got someone to replace them i talked to his wife dr jerry goyan the fda commissioner and they said they called at three o'clock in the morning and fired him and it took 30 to 30 days to get dr arthur hull hayes to get in there <clears throat> and overrule everything which he did he uh, did the petition all over again, and they still revoked it because it breaks down into a brain tumor agent and gave the animals brain tumors and all kinds of, of cancers. <clears throat> so this is how it actually got on the market um, when they did the, they revoked the petition again, and then they got someone else on, and then that gave the new commissioner a way to <clears throat> break the tie. When they put it on the market, there were so many complaints and people were getting seizures and, <clears throat> and MS and lupus. And uh, one pilot that testified before Congress's plane fell out of the sky <laughs> and he woke up just before uh, it landed. So they testified before Congress the FDA itself, Dr. Adrian Gross, who worked on it, said to the Senate that it was illegally on the market because it violates the Delaney Amendment, which forbids anything that causes cancer to be put in your food. You see all these young people getting pancreatic cancer, for instance. St. Jude is full of babies born with brain tumors and it's the glioblastoma that's killing everybody you know senator uh two of the senators mccain was one of them that died of a glioblastoma <clears throat> every president since reagan has used aspartame um, so that um let's see uh reagan helped them and even Biden uses it. You see him on TV kind of saying wacky things. Well, here's something that I think is one of the most important studies was that in Africa, about a year ago, they did one that showed that it depletes serotonin almost up to 74%. And when you do that, you get psychiatric and behavioral problems and suicidal tendencies. And that's why little six-year-old children are committing suicide. They were taking an asthma drug, Singulair. And I was on Dr. Evelyn Higgins' show, and she started a program to bring uh, these victims back to life again. So we have somebody to refer them to. How bad is aspartame? <clears throat> see if your listeners can see this book, which is... Uh, which Dr. Roberts dedicated to me and goes through every system. For instance, they push it on diabetics. And not only can precipitate di diabetes, 
but it simulates and aggravates diabetic retinopathy and neuropathy. It destroys the optic nerve from the menthol. It causes diabetics to go into convulsion and it interacts with insulin. So if you want to kill a diabetic, all you got to do is keep them on aspartame. And the movie that people can, everything that I've said is a matter of public record, which is why they hacked down the websites <laughs> because it's got all the FDA, you know, records on it, like doorway.com with one O in the door. But that was hacked down and put on my website. So you can get all the information. But let me tell you how serious it is. Dr. James Bowen wrote the FDA, um, gosh, probably 35 years ago, and said this is mass poisoning of the American people and more than 70 plus countries of the world. Now it's probably 200. And he got Lou Gehrig's from aspartame. And um, the, the um, one of the most prestigious magazines, this is completely in, in color on my website, is the premier colleges from the UK. And uh, it starts out with once upon a time, there was a biochemical warfare weapon. I've talked to the wife of um, the researcher that did the studies um, on, on it being a biochemical war warfare weapon. And so it's, um, there are many, a neutral poison is one of the articles that goes into depth about it. And people are using drugs and it damages the mitochondria, which is the uh, powerhouse of the cell. So it interacts with drugs. The best way I can explain what even a little pill can do to you is I was well. I'd been in the hospital, I'd had my gallbladder removed, whatnot. And the hospital had given me C. diff. And so I was constantly going to the hospital. And I made out a report, report for hospitals, that lists the entire article on um, the, what drugs, how they interact. And they, anybody can go to my website and it sticks out in blue hospital report. And you can sign your name, making the hospital responsible. But the hospital didn't know in other words, they said they had a drug, they showed it to me, it says contains sucrose, that's sugar. So I thought, well, that's okay. That's for C. diff, I educated the doctors at the hospital and I didn't know it had aspartame in it. So uh, first thing it did was give me a heart attack because it causes um, uh, myocardial infarctions. On the website, you'll see aspartame and uh, sudden cardiac death, and you can read all the different doctors' reports about it. So they gave me some more of the medicine, and by the time I got home, I stopped breathing, and the ambulance people said they got there just in time. When I went back to the hospital uh, and tried to come home, uh, my legs crumbled under me, and I could not walk. They sent me to a a rehab center for 21 days and they tried their best for me to walk and as I thought I had more C. diff but uh, it was the aspartame in the C. diff uh, product that was causing the diarrhea.
So they gave me the generic of Imodium and it has unlabeled aspartame in it. And that is the most important thing I could ever say on your show that you cannot go to the hospital and not check out every single drug. So uh, it made both problems. It caused me years, years. I came home in a wheelchair on oxygen and all these walking contraptions. <clears throat> when I, I, I knew that I appeared to have aspartame symptoms, but we checked out the drugs. I got on the internet, I didn't have a PDR and looked them all up and they all had, several of them had aspartame in it. Finally got it, finally got rid of it. And I walked up and walked away. We had put bars on the t in the bathrooms. We'd put ramps to use the wheelchair. And uh, now I'm just like you. You don't see anything that appears to be wrong with me. Heart problems disappeared, abdominal problems disappeared and I could walk as well as you. This is all from aspartame. And here's what they're doing, which is very important. Uh, on the drug they were giving me for C. diff, it said orange flavored when, uh, with uh, vanilla. That's what it was. The vanilla they use is vanillin. It is genetically engineered with aspartame and nobody knows it. I sent the FDA a, the studies on aspartame and vanillin and how they interact. The FDA turns around and um, uh, puts out a new drug, everybody beware, called Adventame. Adventame is 50% uh, vanilla of aspartame and the other 50% is vanillin that interacts with it you can expect more disability and, and death. When I write the FDA, they tell me, we don't have to answer you. But when some of the good people at the FDA, heroes in 2009 wrote President Obama, and they said, look, we won't explain to you, you know, they couldn't help the people. They, they talked of their corruption. So Big Farmer is running the FDA. When that happened, I get this late night call from the FDA. And my husband says, why would the FDA be calling you so late? And so they're ups they were upset because uh, Obama told them to answer all petitions to ban Pat, uh, from 2007. And I said, mine goes back to 2002. And I said, I've lectured all over the world and uh, people are sick and dying everywhere. And the FDA said to me, so what? <clears throat> we need to, <clears throat> excuse me, depopulate. And I really didn't like that. So I exposed them in, you know, some books. And I wanna show you the FDA report of 92 symptoms you'll find on my website. And so the, the FDA said to you, we need to depopulate? Yes. And it's in, it's in a book, Dr. Caldwell's book uh, about cancer. But I've exposed it and written articles on it. Here is the second page of them. Uh, in the Senate, they said there were so many complaints like this that they were uh, 
referring them to the AIDS hotline. And this is just to show you it's on FDA stationery. Because if you call the FDA and say, I'd like the uh, report on the 92 symptoms that you accept as pertain causes, including four types of seizures and death, they'll tell you it doesn't exist. But it seems to exist on their stationery. <laughs> so when the media calls and asks for it, I just fax it and tell the FDA, you know, every time you tell a lie, it's simply going to, you know, come back on you. And so I tried to petition them again, and 12 toxicologists uh, petitioned them to ban it. Several doctors, like Dr. Stoller, they didn't want me to appeal it. They didn't want to answer it. So a dozen years later, they um, answered it with their propaganda, but they didn't send it to me. The legal, uh, legal organization asked for it, and so it was in Google, and I was able to pick it up. So uh, when I did a new petition, I was told um, by uh, Dr. Thomas, you can't do it if you mention anything before 2002. The reason being before 2002, if you go back, the FDA was against it. The National Soft Drink Association, which is now American Beverage, <clears throat> protested that it wasn't safe, you know, it's adulterated, it uh, violates interstate uh, commerce, it has to go on one of those haphazard plaques. You can't just ship aspartame adulterated for sale because it's against the law, although they do it, they do do this. So now you just get a little bit of understanding Another thing that is very, very important is the names. The methanol is so serious, it's free methanol. So when you know, it, it absorbs better. The uh, Troco study showed that the methanol converted to formaldehyde, that the formaldehyde embalms living tissue and uh, uh, that uh, damages DNA. It is the most damaging study ever done. So you can imagine all this formaldehyde uh, getting into the bloodstream and into the cells. It's a class A carcinogen. And Dr. Uh, Monty wrote a book about it. Here it is. While Science Sleeps, a Sweetener Kills. And it's all about, it's all about um, methanol and cancer and the MS situation. The last one, last chapter is on web, on aspartame and autism on rinse.com, where he explains the deal they made with the FDA. He also tells them that they blew up his house with him in it. So they, uh, over the years, uh, the aspartame industry has done some of the most despicable things that you've ever seen. Uh, Dr. Bowen uh, lost his license for exposing it. They put him in prison for three years without any charges and said if he kept on exposing it, they'd do it to the other doctors, some of them that have lost their license uh, for exposing aspartame. They're a real power structure. 
recently six class actions have been filed because it causes obesity. They had 60 scientific peer-reviewed studies and the, the judges wouldn't let it get go forward. Finally, I got a note from a prisoner. He said that he had committed a crime, but when he got into the prison, they were using Diet Coke. So he got what is the first few symptoms I know of. The first one is headache. Second one is dizziness, a problem with, with, um, uh, problem with balance. And he had all these problems and he looked it up and found out what it was and filed suit against Coca-Cola. Well, the suit was going along. Then they told him, you've got to get a witness uh, before the suit can be filed. And they figured this man behind bars couldn't do anything. So they, I don't think they really cared. But <clears throat> an attorney called me and said, get him a witness. So I got Dr. Ralph Walton who did the research for 60 minutes and showed that almost 100% of independent scientific peer-reviewed studies show the uh, problems. He did one on autism. The one that he did, he is a psychiatrist. So what he wanted to know, some people have psychiatric problems or depression for other reasons. And then you've got the normal population. He wanted to know that what if the population that was using, that had depression uh, and other psychiatric problems used aspartame. And so the administrator of the hospital took um, uh, part and he had a retinal detachment and he lost his vision in that eye permanently and they had to stop the study. Those studies are all on the net. And when they found out that Dr. Walton was going to be the witness and he was, uh, you know, how did this young prisoner find a witness, you know, that was so prestigious and important. And so um, they, uh, they stopped it. They said, oh, we didn't get it in time. Dr. Walton wrote and they said, okay, we'll accept the trial. And they found some technical, uh, technicality not for it to go through. And I just pub publicized the article. Well, anything Facebook does uh, has censored my website. In other words, the aspartame industry evidently got to them. But um, things have, have uh, uh, but I have worked on Facebook to get it, to get it everywhere. And uh, just written yesterday to the vice president of Facebook for all the censorship. And um, as soon as I did, I couldn't post or use my computer anymore. Uh, 2,200 emails were deleted. So they're fighting because it is out in the open now. People know about it all over the world. And the way this happened is that um, <clears throat> I was on a, uh, a list with a neurologist. And I said, I just lectured for the World Environmental Conference. And they said that there is an epidemic of MS and lupus and can't identify the toxin. 
So I stood up and said, I'm here to lecture on MS and lupus and identify the toxin as NutraSweet. And of course, the ambassadors and just everybody followed. That was that was at a keynote address. Followed into my room. They were saying, I've got it, I've got it. And the neurologist wouldn't accept it. So Dr. Russell Blaylock, who's world-renowned, he's a neurosurgeon, retired, wrote a letter I put on the list. I thought, well, from neurologist to neurosurgeon, maybe they'd listen. Well, they didn't. So Dr. H.J. Roberts, who's the world expert, he wrote a paper, uh, multiple sclerosis or aspartame disease, put it on the list. They wouldn't accept it. So I said, well, look, let me tell you what else aspartame causes. And it went on and on with all the different diseases that are in this medical text. And somehow it went viral. And somebody put a, a, a heading on it that, uh, that I didn't put on there and signed it Nancy Markle and kind of mixed it up. But I have never in my life seen anything go so, so viral. And what happened was they were calling me from, they found out it was at, that I was the one, that it was, uh, they were calling me from Hong Kong at 4 a.m., Australia from 4 a.m., every two minutes. I just stayed on radio constantly. And uh, that was uh, 1999. So, you know, we're, we're two decades later and I still get calls from it because just like Corey Brackett, they walked out of wheel wheelchairs and uh, I, everybody should see the movie Sweet Misery, A Poison World. And you can see that on YouTube and you can see a lecture I did for Dr. Monteith on how it's a biochemical warfare weapon. And there are many, many articles on it. And now we've got this virus that's respiratory and you can imagine um, aspartame victims who have the respiratory problems. Even I uh, was hospitalized for choking now, I, it's in the medical text, but I've never seen anybody write articles on it. But aspartame swells the larynx. So I was trying to drink water and it was coming out of my nose. Water wouldn't even go through. I mean, when they say, how can aspartame cause this many problems? It ravages every organ in the body. And even though I've done this free, I've had a lot of satisfaction because you take people that are blind, that's from the methanol. And um, uh, Dr. Rayford, who used to have the Atlanta, he's dead now, had the Atlanta Eye Clinic here, tried to get it banned. And he said, if it's in, you know, it's buccal, if it's in the wet stage, you know, if they're chewing gum or something, um, that if you get off of aspartame in time, your vision will return. So for 30 years, you know, I've talked to people who were blind and 99% of them got their vision back. One day they were, they were blind, the next day or the next month or the next year, their vision actually came back. It just depended on their condition. Uh, one of them was Mary Rife. She went on a TV uh, program uh, with me 
and she was driving and it's a seizure triggering drug and so she uh, had a seizure and was put in the hospital and uh, we got her off of aspartame and her vision came back and her seizures stopped but I looked at her hands and I said you know what in the world did you do you slit your you know your arteries she said while I was on aspartame all I wanted to do was commit suicide. So that's what happens when you got 74% of serotonin depleted. And she said, after I got off aspartame, you know, it was gone. We had to set up Mission Possible Aviation. You know, they have to have a 2020 vision to fly. And even the Enquirer wrote an article a couple of months ago, Terra in the Skies. And it said that, um, uh, that these pilots were committing suicide and it was like Russian roulette to fly. So that's another problem. Dr. Russell Blaylock wrote the paper, it's on our website, uh, as, uh, Aspartame Pilot Alert. You can click on it and he tells how people drop dead from it basically and what it does to the pilots. Then someone called me from Delta and said, we have young pilots. And uh, he says, they're drinking Diet Coke. They've got all the symptoms and they're flying. What can you do for me to get to the pilots? And I said, well, as it happens, we've set up uh, Mission Possible Aviation. We give uh, pilot packets to all the pilots. But let me show you how powerful industry is. One of the uh, United States Air Force uh, magazine is flying safety and they warned the pilots that it was a neurotoxin when they did uh, industry got a hold of them and they said we are retracting our article because the CDC investigation was mild well I found that uh, kind of hard to believe since the CDC investigation uh, showed uh, the seizures, they showed uh, cardiac arrest, myocardial infarctions, behavioral problems, one of the most damning investigations ever done. And then instead of putting it on their website, they put a summary that contradicts the report. And I told Flying Safety that's what they did. And I would send them the CDC investigation you will notice in Sweet Misery, A Poison World, I'm holding it up and showing you what the CDC, the CDC did. So I said, <clears throat> now that you have the real facts, will you retract your retraction? And they said, no, we can't. And I was told, this is the editor, if you call to call the Pentagon. So I called the Pentagon and as soon as I mentioned aspartame, they hung up and took their recording off. So I called the editor back and I said, well, I don't have any choice. I'm not gonna let the Air Force use this neurotoxin. And so uh, we did, she said, no, you, you know you're not. I said, well, yes, I am. So my husband went with me and uh, it, it was kind of funny because my husband said, how are you going to get on the Air Force Base? And I said, well, I'm always told if you want to get away with something, be obvious and tell the truth. So that's what I'm going to do. So I went up 
this was in Albuquerque, and I said, I need to get to uh, the Air Force Police stat right away. And they said, okay, if you would just step back a minute, we'll give you a pass so you can get all over the Air Force Base. <laughs> That's what I mean about being obvious. So I did what I said I did. I went to the Air Force Police. I explained to them uh, that pilots were having a, a lot of difficulty and that uh, neurosurgeon, Dr. Blaylock, had written a paper for pilots. And in fact, I'd run out of them. Could they help me make some more? So here's the Air Force Police helping me make out a pallet packet, making copies. And then I asked them where they were, and they told me, and I started passing them out. And I said, told my husband, mission accomplished. And he said, no, I don't think so. He said, look around you. And here was the Air Force police, this colonel, and he said, Madam, would you step out of your car? And he said, you were trying to get to the, pa the, uh, the pilots, and we're having war, war games tomorrow. We thought you might be a terrorist. And of course, that was very funny. So Dr. Roberts had written an article about me called Profile of a Super Volunteer Activist. So... I said, here's who I am, and here's a pilot packet while I was trying to get to your pilots. So the colonel says, well, don't do it again. So we, but we had accomplished it. When I got home, I got a call from one of the pilots and he said, we want to thank you for coming to our Air Force Base. He said, we have a lot more power than you do. And we will see that every pilot on this Air Force Base knows that aspartame is a neurotoxin and not to fly with it. So those are the kind of things that I've had to do to get to different people. The bad thing about this is children using it. And so if you will notice on my website, um, you'll see the Bressler Report. You go down really toward the bottom where there are banners. And one of them was they report for school. And a lot of our doctors wrote reports on how it destroys the brains of our children. And you can, so if you're worried in school, you can give a copy to your teacher, the principal, the PTA, you know, the Board of Education. And in Chicago, uh, I sent it out and they immediately took out uh, Diet Coke out of the grammar schools in the middle schools. I didn't get it out of the high schools. But your listeners should know that if they have children in school, if they're going back to school, that there is information from world-renowned doctors on what it is doing to the brains of our children. So that tells you a little bit about also Mission Possible. I lectured throughout uh, during the Nancy Markle thing. Uh, I lectured um, in England and Scotland, and uh, they, uh, well, the first time I went, I got through, it was in the newspapers, you know, the media was sort of following me around. But the second time I went, they knew I was coming, and they locked me up and immigration. Let me show you the power of the industry. When I got off the plane, they said, come with me. They didn't ask who I was. 
They didn't ask for my passport. They just said, come with me. They locked me up for three and a half hours. They put, uh, they opened my suitcases and took out all the lecturing equipment and papers, but they were carrying this great big book and uh, because I was carrying it. They had it under their arm and they said, follow me. I said, well, where are we going? They said to a doctor. I said, why? They said, well, you've been on a plane for 12 hours and we want to know what condition you're in so we can interrogate you. I said, well, why would you want to interrogate me? You know? So they come into the doctor's office and they take this big book and they lay it down. And the doctor, my goodness, he was over 300 pounds, I know. So I knew he was using aspartame because it causes obesity. And he looks at the heading of the book and he said, aspartame disease, I use it. I said, well, you're going to die. He said, but I'm diabetic. I said, well, you're going to die first. So he takes the book and he looks through it under diabetes. And he says, tell me what I can do. I said, well, I'd be glad to and give you the information. But your people absconded with it. Another person from immigration said, well, my daughter drinks, as they call it, uh, Coke Light or something over there in the UK. And Candorel is the name of their, their product. And they said, she uses it with thyroid problems. I said, well, it causes hypothyroidism and hyperthyroidism. And uh, don't do anything about it because of when she gets off the diet drink, it'll probably go away. We see it go away in weeks and sometimes it's taken in, um, a year. And she says, but y'all, she's already removed her thyroid. And I said, oops, I should have come earlier. So anyway, the doctor got so upset, he brought in the immigration people and he says, you give this woman back every bit of her material. You should not have done that. You know, she's here to help our people. So anyway, they did. And so I was a little late for the first lecture, but as I told them, I don't think that immigration wanted me here. <laughs> and it, and it, as I went through, good things happened. I lectured even in a small town where there was a professor of a school with 600 children. And he told me the next day that they eliminated all diet drinks and things with aspartame to save the lives of 600 children. So that's the kind of things that I have done for 30 years to warn people. And that's why they're censoring our website, mpwhi.com is because the FDA records are on it. And also the doorway website that they hacked down, you know, over 20 times, they just sent it to me in a, one of those boxes that uh, we can put it in a zip and then it takes a long time to open it. But it shows what the FDA did in the beginning. And now we, uh, uh, we call it Rumsfeld's Plague and um, uh, I wish we could get Trump over it. You know, he he seems to be, he talks well and does well. Maybe he's gotten off of it since it was in the uh, in a magazine that he was on that. 
And he'd said for years it didn't work. You know, people would use it for diet and they would um, gain weight. And uh, in the movie, you will see where, uh, Diane Fleming in a prison and her uh, husband used uh, the aspartame and he dropped dead of methanol poisoning. And uh, she, she was the one who called the police and uh, it was a diet drink, whether it was Coke or Pepsi, but he was using all different aspartame products and he used Gatorade, we had creatine. Creatine has aspartame unlabeled in it. So uh, when the documentary was made, I asked the police about it and the police said, um, she's innocent. She took three, she took three lie detector tests and she's the one that called us. She's the one that gave, that tried to help us find it. So somebody had to pay the price. It took us 15 years to get her out. She just got married. The one in uh, uh, New York, the woman was uh, using aspartame and uh, to lose weight, she kept gaining. So she told her husband, guess what? I'm not gonna eat anything unless it has aspartame in it. And so she dropped dead of methanol poisoning. And uh, so the, they couldn't figure out where the methanol came from. So the attorney called me and what happened to the man, I don't, I don't know. And uh, there was another woman, Mary Lee, and she died of methanol poisoning. And there's so much methanol poisoning because of aspartame that when it's in the population, you see it so much, usually the FDA uses an excuse. But uh, I may have sent you the article. They're saying they're recalling hand sanitizer because it's got methanol in it. They won't touch aspartame, you know, which is a deadly chemical poison. And yet uh, they would tell people, don't, don't drink their hand sanitizer. I would think it would be terrible. I have a terrible taste. This is not prohibition. If they wanted to get high, they could go to a bar or liquor store. They don't have to drink hand sanitizer. But usually when something is in being seen in the population, they will always use an excuse. I told you about Imodium's Lopramil. The first thing they did was they said, too many people are using too much of it. Then the pharmacies and the grocery stores rationed it, said you could only buy one packet of it at a time. So um, the FDA puts out a lot of uh, uh, funny excuses because they've got industry running, running the FDA. So that kind of gives, that explains Mission Possible World Health International. I mean, we could tell what we've done for years. Uh, we have all kinds of doctor's reports. There's all kinds of books under aspartame books and medical texts. And actually Dr. Roberts wrote this medical text because of the uh, World Environmental Conference that went so viral. So doctors would know that I was giving them the facts and it's now down and he did a study on it. So um, we've come a long way, except that 
uh, it's in, it has so many names. Aspartame NutraSweet equals spoonful. When I lectured um, lectured in the medical schools in New Zealand, uh, they call it 951. If you see 951 in your toothpaste, would you know that's aspartame? And Candorel, Benevia, just um, uh, they changed the name to amino sweet, but it didn't stick. People just know it mostly as aspartame. So when you go to a, in your field, when when person goes to fill out a prescription, uh, get it filled, is that to ask the pharmacist to check and see if aspartame is in it. Uh, what we can do, I'm not sure about the fact that it's unlabeled. Uh, it does require a PKU warning and they're acting against the law, but they're doing a lot of things these days that are against the law. Now, I never knew it until just when you mentioned it the other day that aspartame was in medications. I, when I pulled up the package insert for the cholestyramine, I can dispense that many times and it says aspartame right in there. Um, and I looked up the loperamide, the particular one I looked up, I didn't see it, but you know, if you're saying they're putting it in there, you know, not labeling that that's a whole nother issue. There is another uh, seizure drug that's out. I meant to bring the paper on it. And it shows um, if you are um, using this drug and have these problems, don't use it. And there are the list of aspartame problems. Like the first one was, um, uh, you know, if you have blood problems, aspartame causes most of the blood cancers and the blood dyscrasias. And so I have had a normal hemoglobin all my life and immediately it went down to five. And um, now that I'm off of it and using chlorophyll and natural things, um, it, it seems to have gone back to normal now. But uh, all these people that are dying of leukemia, and so many of um, so many of people like Michael Fox, the celebrities, he said, "How did I get? How did I get an old man's disease at the age of 30?" That's how I got started uh, with Mission Possible. A friend had Parkinson's disease. And you'd get up close to him and his arms would swing out like Michael Fox's do. And he would kick you with his legs. He was a dynamic speaker. And the next day it looked like he was dying. And two people had to help him to the podium. And he had to read a prayer. And my husband said, find out what's wrong with Dick. And so... A, a physician was visiting with me and I said, um, and he said, find out if he's using NutraSweet. And so I asked to be referred to the world expert, which is Dr. Roberts, that's how I met him. And he said, he's probably drinking Diet Coke with Zeldopa. And that's the reason for all the reactions. So I said, Dick, are you drinking Diet Coke? He said, yes. I said, you're taking it with your L-Dopa? He said, yes. I said, get off of it and all your symptoms will disappear and they immediately disappeared. And he went on to live for 10 years and I think that he would still be alive today, but they were doing an experimental thing on him. And uh, 
that that didn't work. But Dr. Blaylock, the reason he is a neurosurgeon is he lost both of his parents to Parkinson's. It can precipitate uh, Parkinson's and it um, interacts with all the drugs used for it. So it's just making it worse. And even when experts uh, on aspartame uh, called the doctors in Canada on Michael Fox, they simply wouldn't believe it. Another reason why there's so many medical texts on it. And uh, uh, aspartame disease is just, it goes through drugs, it goes through multiple sclerosis. Dr. Blaylock has written several books. This is a, uh, an exceptionally good one, Excitotoxins, The Taste That Kills. You will notice that whenever you see a book on aspartame, you find the words kill. They don't mince words. The taste that kills on aspartame and MSG. While science leaps, the sweetener kills. Aspartame disease, an ignored epidemic. Now someone needs to write on it as uh, aspartame pandemic, Rumsfeld's plague. But he's the one that did it and got it through. And uh, Jerome Bressler, who did the Bressler report on some of the fraud, um, was he, he was actually dying. And uh, he said, all these people walking around, pregnant women not knowing that, it, that it's an abortifacient and uh, that it's also a teratogen. So sometimes they lose their baby before they even know they're pregnant. Also, they can't get pregnant on it. You see all these people adopting and they want a baby and they don't know why, you know, they can't have it. And the reason is it's an endocrine disrupting drug. So it, you know, stimulates prolactin, it changes the menaces and causes infertility. And so then um, in 30 years, every single, not 50%, not 60%, not 98%, but 100% of the people that I've spoken to who said they could not have children, they were using aspartame, got off of it and got pregnant. And just a case in the medical text, as I always carry material with me, flyers or something, you know, so that it's backed up and then get on the website and get the information. And the case history that Dr. Roberts wrote about, I was in the grocery store and this woman was piling her cart full of Diet Coke filled up and she had a friend with her and she said, well, you know, it's been 10 years. I haven't been able to get pregnant. And my doctor says that maybe I should try adoption. So I went over to her and gave her a flyer and I said, honey, you can't get pregnant while you're using aspartame. Even a man, if he uses it at the time of conception, will cause birth defects. But anyway, um, I started putting all the diet soda back on the shelf. And she put it back. And when she checked out, I said, you cannot get pregnant on Diet Coke. So anyway, about a year and a half later, I see this woman running down the street with a little baby girl under her arm and she said you're the lady that took away my diet coke i said that would be me 
And she said, um, she said, I told my doctor the nerve of that woman. Do you know she told me I couldn't get pregnant because of aspartame? And uh, the doctor looked at the papers and he said, well, I'll, I'll tell you what. She didn't write this. This comes from an H.J. Roberts MD that it causes infertility. And it wouldn't hurt just to get off of it and see. And she said she got off of it and immediately got pregnant. And she said, the doctor said that if you ever, uh, it was a fertility clinic. She's, and so the doctor said, if you ever see that woman again, tell her there's a run on the name of Roberts. She had a girl, so she named her Roberta after Dr. Roberts. She says, I couldn't remember your name. And so my doctor suggested naming my child after Dr. Roberts, who wrote the paper. And um, it is so sad that people are going through these these things that won't so bad their own children and don't know that, you know, it's due to aspartame. Or the worst case I saw was uh, a woman was married to two different men. She had three children. She was on Diet Coke through all three. She has three autistic children and they have to work two jobs each to set up uh, some kind of a trust so when they're gone, somebody can take care of their children. And so it destroys whole families. And uh, so from psychiatric standpoint of view, you know, they're um, many times don't have a happy relationship. They, they can't get pregnant or they have children with um, birth defects and it causes male sexual dysfunction. It, it damages the hypothalamus. And one day I was in the store and here was another man getting his Diet Coke. And he says, I've been using it for years. And he said, there's nothing wrong with it and I don't have any problems. I said, well, I'm sure you've got male sexual dysfunction. Well, anyway, and I says, and your hands are trembling. It's affected your vision from the menthol. You probably got joint pain. And so he picked up the, uh, had a 12 pack and he threw it at me and I jumped back. He said, how did you know all my medical problems? I said, well, I don't, but I know what aspartame causes. And in another case, um, some other man was buying it and he was uh, with his father. And when I told him it caused male sexual dysfunction, he said loudly, his father, so that's what the problem is. I said, I wouldn't say that so loudly in a grocery store. But everywhere I go, I give out, you know, uh, on our website, we have all kinds of flyers and reports. And uh, if you can't find what you want, you can email me. BDM19 at manspring.com. And uh, I'll get you to the different expert reports. There is a new study that just came out. I can show it to you, but it is highly technical. Uh, identification of aspartame induced hemopoietic lymphoid tumors in rats after lifetime, lifetime treatment. Even though it's technical and it's done on stains, it puts the uh, 
It, it puts the rest of the nails in the coffin on aspartame. The most famous cancer study was the uh, Ramazzini studies. It's a cancer institute. And it was so prestigious that industry tried to take on the European Food Safety Authority and make them say that nothing was, that something was wrong with the rats. The rats had respiratory disease. Well, the head of the committee resigned, put out a press release. We were pressured by industry to, you know, hijack science. And um, then Dr. Sofredi rebutted it saying, of course they had respiratory disease. It's a lifetime study. And the rats were dying. Respiratory disease is the dying process. So now that this, this study supports and it's peer-reviewed by world experts uh, that that aspartame is a carcinogen and proposition 65 is now considering it uh, for uh, marking it up you know uh, as they can't ban it but they warn you that it is a carcinogen and it's still under investigation but I went up there with more books than this. They give you five minutes and even showed them pictures of tumors that were so big, the rats were using them uh, as pillows. And when the Ramazzini studies came out, then we uh, had Harvard who said, ours is the longest and the strongest and it's on humans showing uh, the same thing that uh, so Freddie showed that it's a multi-potential carcinogen. And uh, the interesting thing about that is industry got them, got to them so fast, the very next day, they put out a note and said, we apologize for posting this study. It was weak. How do you go from the strongest and the longest to being weak? So this is the problem that we have with the aspartame industry. Diet Coke is only made in China, incidentally, if you want to know that, where, where it comes from. Anyway, um, you also want to stay away from other um, sweeteners that are not safe. Uh, let me see, you take Splenda or Cyclose. And it was developed by an insecticide developer, researcher. And I was on a website and it said insecticides, you know, and then it said sucralose. And as soon as I exposed it to the band genetic engineering list, they, they immediately moved it over to sweeteners. And I was talking to Dr. Bowen about it. And he says, well, the problem is the chemical hypersensitization of aspartame. If they go from aspartame to Splenda, what happens um, is that you get the symptoms from Splenda and uh, you'll maintain the reactions from aspartame. And I used to not go into the chemical hypersensitization too much. And then Dr. Bowen told me if I didn't notify every patient that um, it, they couldn't live a normal life because if you accidentally get it, um, you, you will have a definite reaction. They gave me in the hospital, 
They gave me gastrointestinal drugs. All of <clears throat> the doctor said all of them had the generic had aspartame in them. Then they gave me something for pain and it interacted and I stopped breathing. So uh, I've stopped breathing four times getting aspartame uh, accidentally. I went into one restaurant um, that has the bottles of syrup and so it doesn't say if it's sugar-free or regular syrup and I used it. I'm chemically hypersensitive for life and I broke out with urticaria or hives all over my body just instantly. That is the chemical hypersensitization and people are using EpiPens. So they have succeeded. They have mass pores in the world and uh, uh, if Today, one, one man said, if it has a label, don't eat it. And I always said, if Jehovah God didn't make it, I don't want it. it it's, it's, uh, you have to be careful. We're living in a different world today. It is in probably, the last time I saw a report, it's in 14,000 foods. That was the last report. It is in thousands and thousands of drugs. And uh, I believe, well, I can give you an example. If aspartame was taken off the market, uh, there is a health food store called Return to Eden. They have uh, organic vegetables. And they said, since the owner's wife was an aspartame victim, they said, okay, we want to help you. Tell us what we can do. Could you perhaps give us uh, 16 of the worst articles? Uh, and I, I did, you know, and what it does to the diabetic, the people that have died, the fact that it's a biochemical warfare weapon. And um, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of the brochures they made called Killer Coa. And as you, they saw about 2000 people a day and as they, went out, they'd put one in each bag. All of a sudden, people came in and, and got stacks of the brochure. And you know, we always say take the 60-day no aspartame test because, you know, if you're suffering from aspartame, usually if it hasn't gone too far. Most of the symptoms will disappear, although it's, it's cumulative. So anyway, I got a call from Wendy and she said, do you know what's going on down here? She says, I think we're in the resurrection. She said, the blind can see, the crippled can walk. People are saying they went to doctors for years with all kinds of problems. And they woke up, they, they read this brochure and stopped using it and woke up well. And she said, it's by the thousands. And I said, you don't have to tell me, Wendy. This morning I opened the door and a woman fell into my arms and she said, I was blind and now I can see. So they know that if they ever get in court, we won. And if they take it off the market, that millions of people will get well. And one doctor said that, um, and she felt it probably had had killed probably 200 million people, a lot more than the coronavirus. 
so it is a pandemic now. But uh, I worry when they put it in unlabeled. So uh, they were giving me, I don't know, 20 or 30 pills, all due to the problems the aspartame gave me in the hospital. So that gives you an idea. There's also an aspartame toxicity center at holisticmed.com forward slash aspartame. And he goes into some of the uh, studies that they did uh, where they used flax and people that they paid. And uh, we sent them all to Olaf in the UK that uh, deals with people operating with in a fraudulent manner. And so the first time they did it in the UK and have, they had a commission on food and it was changed. Uh, they found out that there was no committee to review the aspartame issue, one person, which was obviously a flag. So it became inactive and they set up the European, uh, well, it's called EFSA. Uh, but anyway, when they did that, it was to keep them away from industry. But now they too sad with industry, they get to them all. When I saw food standards in New Zealand, and they kept saying, well, look, it's safe, it does this. Look, here's a paper on this. And I showed them different papers to show that that was wrong. That was their misinformation campaign. I said, so tell me how many, how many studies did you do in New Zealand before you put this stuff on the market for 4 million people? And he said, we just used what the FDA said. So when you hear people say, you know, that all these entities have approved aspartame. They're going by what the FDA said, and it was uh, approved by political chicanery. Uh, not by, not by, it could never be proven safe. The lady that shredded the uh, studies contacted me and gave me an affidavit and said that uh, they shipped the originals off to France and that um, uh, it, since she said her, her uh, father, you know, did studies and she understood them, she said, I looked through every one of them and aspartame killed everything it touched. So that's the story of aspartame. Yes, as far as people trying to avoid it, I know when when I go to the grocery store, I'm careful to look at the labels. And I thought, it, you know, if it said aspartame, I, I don't buy it. And if it didn't say it there, I thought I was okay. Um, but I think you're saying it can even be if they say natural flavors or there's going to be, there's other names too. Yes. First of all, um, that's, you brought up a very good point is because I called a company, uh, you know, that makes Snickers and all those chocolate bars. And, and I said, please tell me which ones have aspartame. And they said, well, all those bars. And I said, but there's no label. It has to be labeled. She says, we, he said, we, we put it under natural flavors. So, and it, usually if you see something that says artificial flavors, then it's got MSG in it. And Dr. Uh, Blaylock also goes into the MSG uh, issue because 
if you're using MSG and you're using aspartame, it has a synergistic and additive effect, and that's really serious. And I think that's the point, one of the big points that, um, you know, Dr. Blaylock has, has made. You notice what he, he says that it's, uh, you know, that it's added to food and beverages and literally stimulates the neurons of the brain to death. So you've got an excitotoxin, you got menthol and neurotoxin, you got phenylalanine. The, uh, the FDA's excuse on that is there's more phenylalanine, you know, in vegetables. Um, this has absolutely nothing to do with that. And, and uh, it's, I mean, all of it is, is uh, propaganda that they are, uh, that they're using. And phenyl, um, I mean, phenylalanine may be in 4% of milk or something like that, not 50% where it goes beyond the blood-brain barrier. Then it breaks down into dicetocyprazine, which is a brain tumor agent. And there were a lot of astrocytomas in the study. And uh, a four-grade astrocytoma is a glioblastoma, and it's highly malignant. And uh, so I think if you see the movie, uh, you know, it's brought out in Sweet Misery. It'll help you. And what you can do is you can forward it to so many people. And if somebody's having an anniversary, you ought to, you, ought to um, you know, give them a book by one of the doctors or something because it can save their life. And September is Aspartame Awareness Month and um, where we just keep on forwarding. And then you're just flooded with people. I mean, if I had the time to write a book, I mean, uh, like I got a call from somebody in Detroit. She said that um, they had, I think it was four people in their office who drank Diet Coke. All four had been diagnosed with um, multiple sclerosis. And they said when they got that, viral email they all got off of it and they were all fine so that has been my job is to get the information absolutely free to everyone who lives on planet earth you know and we've done it that's why they are uh, uh, to a great degree and that's why they're constantly try to censor me on Facebook and <laughs> uh, just uh, different things that they have, have done, hacking down uh, important articles by, by expert physicians, you know, that understand aspartame and see them in the trenches of medical uh, uh, science. They, for instance, there is a doctor here who has a clinic and when you go up and you say, I, I want to make an appointment or something, they'll say, are you on aspartame? And if they say yes, he says, we can't see you. You're being poisoned. And how can we stop the poisoning if you continue to use it? If you get off of it, we'll see you. And doctors have said in the hospitals that they have seen um, uh, just so many people that are only aspartame victims. In one clinic, the doctor told me, he said, I found out after, he said, I bought all the books that were listed on the flyer. 
And he said, I found out that 80% of the people that walk in this clinic are here because of an aspartame problem they didn't know. And so, um, as Dr. Bowen told the FDA, it's mass poisoning. And it came from Germany, is where it was originally made before G.D. Searle got it. And informant in General Foods said they used it before uh, G.D. Searle came out with it. And there have been some obituaries on the internet of people that said that they were the ones that, that invented it. It's, it's just a whole story. But one woman uh, was in Germany when the Berlin Wall came down and she wrote me a note that um, she saw the aspartame file and wished that she had bought it. And it's, she said, when I got on your website, there were all the things in that report. They said it was good for depopulation and that, uh, you know, that it caused all the things that are in your doctor's report, you know, like, like fertility and, and, and what it does. And she said, I wish, you know, that I had bought the file and it was, these scientists were brought over under something called Operation Paperclip and it's completely described in an article on the net called Nutripoison from beginning to end, it's written several years ago. But you can get the ecologist, you know, it's actually, it's a good thing to have. It's 17 pages on aspartame and on Splenda. And when I was in the UK, everybody has tried in their own way to warn. So for instance, in OB, they had Diet Coke machines and the nurses made up stickers that said hazardous waste and, and stuck them on the Diet Coke. And when I was in the UK um, and they tried the second time, they tried to stop uh, the newspapers from writing about me. They said, you know, that we'll sue you if you do. And somebody in one of the newspapers anyway, decided to put this card all over England. And I, you, some people just have some very good ideas. It looks like Coca-Cola, but it really says cancer. So uh, people have tried in all different kinds of ways. Uh, we've gotten millions of people off of it and have gone back to useful uh, lives. I've lost Has many friends from it. Has any country banned it so far? Uh, Romania has banned it. I don't know about it today, but uh, I've met many people from Romania. And they said that they banned it many years ago because it causes cancer. And when I went to testify about Proposition 65, um, the first person that opened the door was this uh, young gentleman who happened to have kind of a slight accent. I said, where are you from? He said, Romania. And I said, really? I said, tell me, is it really true that they banned it? And he said, oh, absolutely. It causes so much cancer that they did ban it. So um, uh, there's been efforts. I testified uh, with Dr. Dr. Stoller in New Mexico, Stephen Fox, our New Me uh, Mission Possible uh, New Mexico, had helped the senator there set up a bill to ban it out of New Mexico. And um, 
we walked into uh, the Senate and everyone was sipping a Diet Coke. And Dr. Stoller, Dr. Ken Stoller got up and he said, look, he says, I don't think we're gonna make much headway with all of you addicted to and sipping Diet Coke. He said, but have some mercy on the children. And they didn't. One of the uh, senators was diabetic and using it. When she saw the record, she got over it. You know, she got off of it, but she wouldn't sign for the bill. I went to the uh, attorney general. He said, if you can show me without a shadow of a doubt that people, um, that since the time aspartame was put on the market, that autism has gone straight up. He says, we'll try to help children. And so I said, great, Dr. Stoller did that study. And that's what it shows that since, since aspartame was approved, autism has just gone up as far as it can. Anyway, he never did anything about it. And so they tried to uh, ban aspartame in Hawaii. They were talking about it in Indonesia. Every year they try to uh, get it banned in uh, Panama, I think it is. And we've tried um, to get to all the heads of state like in uh, Canada and in the uh, UK, a man by the name of um, Williams uh, in their parliament tried to get them to uh, ban it in the UK and they couldn't get it through. They just have a great deal of power. It's not that we haven't tried. I mean, people are constantly petitioning the FDA to take it off the market. And, um, you know, it's, it's the, the free methyl alcohol. Just imagine all that formaldehyde in your body. It's cumulative, it's addictive. It's, um, it's so addictive that the, the methyl ester becomes methanol, and then that causes uh, chronic methanol poisoning. This affects the dopamine system of the brain and causes the addiction. And when you're on it, you just don't really care about anything. That's why I said people are doing all kinds of crazy things, and they're building more and more mental hospitals. Uh, people have hung themselves that were on aspartame, and like the woman that was on the Deborah Duncan show with me, you know, it slipped the wrist, is that's all you think about when you're on aspartame, is committing suicide. And uh, with Singulator, which is the asthma drug, imagine an aspartame drug, putting in it with full knowledge, you know, what it's going to do. And she, uh, Dr. Evelyn Higgins, you might want to interview her, uh, you know, saw what it did to a patient and set up a, a protocol to bring people back when they appear to be, you know, at the end of their life and they're doing these things. And that's why I've done it for 30 years. I started after I was retired and it's been a long time, but they just, um, that's, they, they now have control of the FDA. They don't care if it's unlabeled. And, and it's, you almost want to weep when people, like a mother in Alaska called me and she said, uh, my daughter drank a Diet Coke before she went to bed. She was 10 years old and she never woke up. So 
these are the kind of things that have bothered me over the years why I've kept up at it. And we just have activists covering the globe. Uh, the woman who was Mission Possible France, um, she was lecturing to thousands and then staying with them until they got well, got out of their wheelchair. And somehow she fell in front of a train and was killed. So um, it is my belief they do some terrible things to try to stop it because they know that if it's taken off the market, millions of people will get well. And they're and they're interacting with all the with all the drugs. And it takes uh, attorneys like tobacco attorneys. They have to have unlimited amount of funds. It'd be like a third world war to take these criminals to court that have produced this. And sometimes what you read, uh, you you sow or sow what you reap. But in any event, both of the um, two of the Searle people kept telling their friends when they had parties, they would only have whiskey and Diet Coke, that, that uh, it was fine, nothing wrong with it. They both died of glioblastoma brain tumors because they used it. So they reaped, you know, what they had sown to the public. And a lot of people in their family, well, not a lot. I know two in the Searle family that had seizures. And the reason I know is that a man by the name of Terry Riggs worked for Searle. They had a lot of uh, ranches. And he told me that, um, that when they died, they tried to cover it up the ones with the brain tumors, he said, but they died a horrible death we're pushing it on the public. As far as you know, people who want to avoid it, what's the best way when you go to a grocery store, I guess the people that want to eat the food with the labels, <laughs> um, what, is the, what are the things to avoid? I'll give you Dr. Roberts' words. When in doubt, throw it out. When you look at something and it's got a bunch of additives on it and you can't pronounce them and you don't know what they are, do not, do not eat it. <laughs> and um, one doctor said, if it's in a box, don't buy it. And the other man said, if it, the only way to be sure you're not getting it is to buy food that doesn't have a label. You know, if you buy an apple, we hope it wasn't genetically engineered. But uh, it's it, it was interesting that the independent. I talked to the independent many years ago, and I said, "You people are are against, you know, genetically engineered food. Why don't you help us?" And she said, "But you got to prove to us that it's genetically engineered." So the Malone website had the formula. There it was, genetically engineered. And I printed it out. And I showed it to the band genetic engineering list, which is no longer in existence. And uh, they, took, they took the website down. But I had already printed it out, faxed it to the, faxed it to the um, independent. And they they went along with their promise. 
They said, if you can prove it, we will do it. They not only published it, but they put it on the front page under the royal wedding that it was uh, banned. I mean, not banned, but genetically engineered. And um, so they were all talking about it. And I said, did you hear about it? I said, yes, I did it. <laughs> so uh, and a lot of things, I don't know what it was really that was sent over to uh, England, but I saw in the news where they started uh, singing Elvis song, you know, Return to Sender. And they've done wonders of work uh, in England and Scotland trying to help. And our Mission Possible, uh, it's the Shefflin Islands, has done comics even on the aspartame issue. So everybody does what they're capable of doing to warn. You know, they make t-shirts, they, um, they take their information to their doctors and to the hospitals. And I write for the National uh, Health Federation and they publish all these articles that go all over the world. And, you know, I'm, I buy them. They're good, really good people. People should subscribe to them. And when I go to the hospital, you know, I may give out 50 of those magazines, like here, I made the front page of this one. Um, Sweet Poison, Rock Gut Aspartame, uh, Methanol Mania. And it, uh, you can get this on the net but i had the whole magazines giving them out to hospitals and nurses and i was in the hospital so much because the aspartame was affecting me that i got to hear about what happened to some of the nurses that were on it like one of the nurses came in the room she said it's you and i said yes you want more information she said no she said my mother thought she'd never have a grandchild. And she said, I took what you said to heart. I got off the Diet Coke and I'm pregnant. And so it's a pleasure when you see people get their life back. And so many people are involved, you know, by the thousands throughout the world doing the kind of work that I do. But this last thing is the most serious. The FDA is allowing it unlabeled. And the only way that you can save yourself from this is that you um you know you you have to be sure that you don't buy any food that it can be in i don't know what else you can do you know you notify the fda they've made up petitions but that's a very serious matter they've also um uh have have one that's not labeled I don't know if Adventame is going to be labeled or not. I've not seen it. So this gives you an idea of uh, uh, that it's in things you wouldn't think they were in. And also that they've made a gadget and um, it's on our website. I don't know what you call it, but you click on it. You can take it to the grocery store. And if you, um, see fish and maybe the fish is not good you can click on it and it will tell you that they said they tried it out on juice and soda that was not labeled and found aspartame in it so even 
I mean, I would not use any soda. I just don't do it because uh, a lot of times they will market it. People that are chemically hypersensitive like Dr. Bowen, and he said, this does not say aspartame on it, this Coca-Cola. He says, but as soon as I drank it, I knew it did, that they're trying to see if people will, will know it. You remember when new, new Coke came out, one of Dr. Rayford's associates, he's dead now, but one of the doctors, he said, didn't you know that the Coke they didn't accept, that was aspartame Coke. They wanted to get everybody addicted. And if you go um, to Google and put in Pepsi, you forgot your paper trail, www.rinse.com, R-E-N-S-E.com, and, and read what the National Soft Drink Association said, it will tell you that um, they knew from the very beginning. And the reason I did that is that Pepsi took aspartame out because and admitted the medical problems. And then they couldn't sell it because people were so addicted, so they put it back in with full knowledge. And so I wrote the article against them called Pepsi, You Forgot Your Paper Trail. And they, they were right up there at the top with Coke, with the uh, uh, National Soft Drink Association, and it's now called American Beverage. And when I testified in Sacramento, there was American Beverage. And they said that you only had five minutes. And they, they said, you know, remember the Delaney Amendment. And of course, it, it, the Delaney Amendments made it illegal and it failed the Delaney Amendment. So they just lie whenever they can. I wanted to ask you a little more about the medications too. What if it's not saying it in the package insert or the label, what's the what's the best way for people to find find out if there's the aspartame in the medications have you found? Well, I had um, one time had a pharmacist to call the company because uh, I took something and I knew aspartame was in it, it was not on the label. And they told them that yes, it is in it. And um, so, you know, I hope people don't have to use drugs in times there are emergencies. I mean, you have to have anesthesia. And uh, uh, it's, it, it's uh, antibiotics and different things that maybe you have to have. What the doctor told me, for instance, at the hospital with the gastrointestinal drugs, is he said, first, we want to apologize, you know, for having poisoned you with it. But uh, we want to tell you, uh, never use a gastrointestinal drug ever again. If you have to go back to your uh, surgeon, I had a hiatal hernia, he said, do it. I will not touch him. I absolutely will not touch a gastrointestinal drug. And Dr. Roberts said before he died, he says, it is outrageous. It is outrageous that they would put aspartame, which causes gastrointestinal problems, in gastrointestinal drugs. And they're putting aspartame on the FDA report shows four times, four kinds of seizures. 
and they're putting it in the anti-seizure medication so they can't get well. They did a study. Here's what we go through. It's called the Rowan study. They did it on 18 people. Uh, 16 of them, they gave them anti-seizure medication so they couldn't have a seizure. And actually, <laughs> that doesn't really work, but because they've, they've got aspartame and so many anti-seizure medications. But the fact is they only did a one-day study. And it's like the UK doing a study. They said, here, have a cookie. And this one-day study, they got it peer-reviewed that, that for one day they gave them a capsule uh, of, of the aspartame and then they gave them the anti-seizure medication. And the public looking at the study would not know, um, you know, what, um, what they did. And so the Aspartame Toxicity Center has done a good job of going through, you have to look under scientific fraud and, and you can look at all the studies and see. So uh, if you're chemically hypersensitive, you're gonna react if you buy something that is doesn't have it on the label. And if all of a sudden you get a headache or it hardens the synovial fluids or you get brain fog, I will say in 30 years, getting people off of it, the first thing that disappears is the brain fog. They cannot think and they don't know what they're doing. They're building more mental hospitals uh, for people. And it's not mental problems. You deplete, you know, 74% uh, of serotonin. Uh, Dr. Roberts wrote in this medical text, you know, that's why you see a lot of road rage. People don't know what they're doing. And so now we've got two pandemics, this one, and of course, uh, the coronavirus. And I highly recommend the book by the uh, one that, that dealt with the coronavirus. It's called Plague of Corruption. But, uh, and her name is Judy. I don't have her last name in front of me, but you can get it on Amazon.com. And so when they made this um, virus, they wanted her to make it more contagious. And uh, she wanted to know why. And then they, uh, they manipulated the findings and she wouldn't sign for it. So they threw her in prison. And then she got out of um, prison. They said, we'll put you back if you spill the beans on the coronavirus and what they did. And instead, she wrote the book and she set up an organization to teach doctors about it. And she uh, made a documentary planned uh, epidemic. But uh, these are the things we have so much fraud in science that you have to be very careful on what you eat these days. And we just eat certain things that we, we have found a list of food that we know doesn't have aspartame in it and we stick to it. You can't just go out and use anything you want. I used to make um, uh, salmon, you know, in uh, a, a mold, but the gelatin, the queer gelatin had aspartame in it. So I had to stop making it. I couldn't find any that was organic. So there are just certain things that you cannot cook anymore because the ingredients have aspartame in it. 
and I feel like it's the greatest scandal I've ever seen in this country. And, you know, the, the politicians are, are arguing. You've got somebody up there like uh, Biden who couldn't remember his, his uh, wife's name or his sister's name and saying things that are simply wacky. Well, he's using aspartame. And uh, so did uh, Reagan. And when he was here in Atlanta, he was uh, interviewed by the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, who said, how about now? You know, are you still using aspartame? And uh, the president said, well, we didn't know as much as we do today when it first went on the market. So we're not using it anymore, you know. So it was with the help of Ronald Reagan. It's like Jerome Bressler told me, he said, you realize that aspartame only got approved because of the president of the United States, Ronald Reagan. Uh, it was an arrangement between Rumsfeld and him. And that's why we call it Rumsfeld's plague because they, they did everything possible to show you how far they went. They did a task force. The task force was so horrible that Dr. Adrian Gross basically said that you can't listen to anything the manufacturer say, says. And so they, G.D. Searle actually took that to court so that they could have it taken off the record so the public wouldn't see how bad it is. And we have the task force review. I probably should put it on web, and they, but, it, but it's very, very long. So the FDA back then did everything possible to stop stop it. But it's just like putting war, uh, a poison in the water. You do, you're getting it everywhere and it is hard. Um, I feel like hospital admissions would probably drop 50% if aspartame was not on the market. That's my opinion. What's the best strategy for people, I guess, besides personally, trying to avoid it and make that change in their diet to help to, you know, get more information out or to. Well, that's what I tell people. I say, you know, we got you well. Pass it forward. Tell somebody else. We made the flyers available to you. Dr. Roberts wrote all the position papers, aspartame on pregnancy, on joint pain. That's what fibromyalgia is. He called it a junk bucket <laughs> diagnosis. Um, the man who set up doorway had to build a room on his house for a jacuzzi because it was too painful not to be in water, you know, to stop the pain. And then he was fine once he got off, off the aspartame. But he's set up aspartame and diabetes. And we have all those position papers on the doorway with one O website. So uh, it's, it is the most serious thing they can, they can do is to get off aspartame. And uh, there is, uh, they, they should forward it to everybody they know. Some people took the movie Sweet Misery. They showed it to their church. They showed it to their office. They, uh, some of them had meetings for different organizations and they showed them, they showed them the, the movies. And some people got back in touch with me and said, we've taken aspartame out of everything. 
but really in, in most cases they haven't because it's in things that we don't know that it's in and um i think that um uh, stephen fox is taking it to the international court of justice in the hague because they need to prosecute the people who have mass pores in the world and that's exactly what they do and you know when i went to school you might have to go see the principal if you got gum on the on the floor but today they have knives and guns and one student told me the children are all mixed up and they can't think here in atlanta the governor actually said we think we'll pay teachers on what they teach and what the uh, what they learned there were so many people the children couldn't pass the test so the teachers were actually changing the scores and and cheating because they didn't know what what else to do i guess and they went to prison and it was in the newspapers here in the atlanta journal constitution they put all these teachers in prison because they couldn't get the children to learn and in new zealand for instance the health minister made a deal with coca-cola uh, to get it in the schools. And I came up there and they didn't do anything about it. They had changed over with Coca-Cola to uh, only give them Diet Coke and not aspartame. So the, the report for school was 42 pages. And I emailed the health minister. I said, look, I came 10,000 miles to help you people. The least you can do is read it. And he uh emailed me back and he said betty we read it absolutely no child should ever put aspartame in their mouth the next day mary the next day uh he was removed from office and that's the kind of things that we have to go through and so uh dr dr voylock has written a report that calls um what to do if you've used aspartame, because we can't get the formaldehyde out. And if you get on my website, you'll see uh, the aspartame uh, uh, article that tells all about aspartame, all about the other uh, uh, sweeteners, gives the history of it. And if you uh, get on that report, it will say what to do if you've used aspartame and Dr. Russell Blaylock wrote it and tells you what to do and what not to buy. And that would, um, that would probably help you the most on those reports. On, yeah, on I'll definitely post the links to those, those things below so people can go to those references. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'll send you the links to them so that you can go directly to it. Um, it's, there, there's just so, so many reports, everything that people have, I've had the doctors write reports on. It was just like the aspartame palate alert. One day I was on a plane and I had so much material left over. I told the pilot, I said, this is pilot, my aspartame avoidance month. Uh, and here's the information. You're my pilot. 
I intend to save your life. And he kind of smiled. And I went to get off the plane. And um, the stewardess said, the pilot would like to talk to you. He says, while I was flying, I wrote you a letter. He said, I have half of the symptoms on that list. And I'd heard how bad it was, but didn't know why. And he said, you did save my life. And so when you go to uh, aspartame pilot alert, you'll see his letter that he wrote me on the plane that the pilots are, you know, and like I said, the inquirer wrote terror in the skies about uh, the pilots committing suicide. And uh, on American, you'll, you'll see information in the pilots on one of the pilots that was drinking uh, a diet drink and dropped dead in flight and they had to stop the plane. And Captain Fred Fox is our representative for, uh, you know, pilot safety. But it's, it's, you have to go to, to everything, you know, because when you mass poison the world, it affects so many different things. And the people just think that they're subtle things. We're just getting older. So we've gotten Dr. Higgins also, uh, Dr. Zinnia, if they email me, she uh, does uh, the holistic side of it to pull as much of the aspartame out of the body uh, as possible. And we can refer you to her. If somebody is uh, really seriously sick, uh, Dr. Higgins is helping people now all over the globe. And she's got a reset program, a program uh, just for aspartame victims to try to get their life back. So we've done everything we, we know how to do. And we just ask the public, you know, write the FDA, put your case on the MedWatch form. Um, you know, don't just uh, not do anything because it may be your children or your parents that end up dying from it. Or it may be your grandchildren getting it in school so that you, it's, it's so world epidemic that it requires every single person to gather up all this information and we provide it on the website on anything if you've got heart disease you know punch click the little button that says aspartame and sudden cardiac death and you'll see a whole list of physicians writing about it if you want peer-reviewed research you can click on that button and give it to your doctor when you and i train doctors when you when you give it to a doctor he can save five thousand of his patients so um and then he makes that's the reason the physician papers were written because one patient said can't go to my doctor and say aspartame causes diabetes because there's nothing to say it and they've um, they deleted so many of these reports. So he wrote the position paper. So it's on his stationery with his name on it. And he's a diabetic specialist. Uh, and he was selected as the best doctor in the United States. And so the doctors can't say, well, the patient doesn't really know what he's talking about. There's documentation there to forward on. And if you got a friend, for instance, they can't get pregnant, you know, then uh, 
get on the website and give them ask, give them information on aspartame and pregnancy. And another thing you can do is you can go to Google and you can Google um, uh, whatever it is, aspartame in the liver. But it's the aspartame resource guide that's on the website that I was telling you about. There'll be a list of banners and it'll say aspartame resource guide. That will give you um, why it's so poisonous, how it's made up, all uh, some of the other sweeteners, the history of how it got on the market, and Dr. Blaylock's uh, paper on what to do. And don't forget that it interacts, it's an adjuvant, it interacts with, uh, with any vaccine uh, that you would take. My goodness, I would no more take a take a vaccine. <laughs> it's, it's uh, you know, when Trump took office, he's, he found out that on the vaccine issue, you're supposed to check the vaccines, and it hadn't been checked in 33 years. So uh, they might take a, a vaccine, like somebody called me and they said, um, I think, he says, I pulled my car over to the side and I think I'm dying. I said, well, well honey, usually you call 911. <laughs> and she said, what I did, I just came from the doctor's office and I know you know stuff about aspartame and I've been using it. I said, did you, did you just get a flu shot? And she said, yes, I did. I said, okay, that's the problem. And so I gave her all the doctor's reports and she's still on our list and she's fine today. But uh, the best ones to look for, see so many things interact with aspartame. The best things to look for is um, to read Dr. Blaylock on, um, let's see, on the flu vaccine. In one case, I think it was H1N1, he had said, warn, the FDA said, pregnant women and uh, women and children go first. And he said, Betty, if they take that vaccine, they will lose their baby. You've got to get some information out, which I did. And within 24 hours, I'd got 35 calls of people who took the flu vaccine and immediately lost their baby. So if you ever want good information, look for Dr. Blaylock. He just put out an article. I may have sent it to you, I think, on the mass situation. People want to know about that. And uh, Dr. Blaylock put one out on uh, the things that you can take uh, to prevent the, the virus, like um, you know, vitamin D and zinc will stop the mutation. And uh, there's several things that you can take to prevent this last monstrosity they're doing. So um, all that information is out there on web. And you can Google it. I looked up my name and it said 4,480,000 hits. So a lot of the articles I've written are on rents. The one I the one I wrote on aspartame and the virus is on rinse.com, R-E-N-S-E.com. And just do a search on aspartame and my column will come up and you will see the information taken directly from 
the medical text, you know, on the respiratory problems that aspartame cause and how it will inflame uh, this coronavirus. So it's all out there. If you can't find it, Google it. Just put the words in with aspartame. And here's a good way as far as drugs. Uh, if you put in, if you're taking uh, some drug and you don't think aspartame is in it, and they're just not mentioning it, uh, put whatever the drug is and aspartame into Google. And if it's in the product, it will come up. That's how I found out that was in Imodium's generic. As I put that and aspartame, and then an article came up and said, it is unlabeled in the generic. And I thought, that's it. But uh, I mean, you should see my house. It's, it's full of ramps and bars and uh, the wheelchairs have all been promoted to the garage. But that's what pills of aspartame do to you and all that and the doctors didn't know i asked the doctor why am i choking water won't go down i don't know what i said don't you want me to say ah uh? <laughs> he said no and he kept on i said did you go to medical school but then you know i looked up in the medical text and aspartame swells the larynx i couldn't even eat that it was in so many drugs but as a pharmacist consider this it's not only and so many drugs, but think of how many times you're getting aspartame. And Dr. Gross told the Senate that you cannot make uh, an ADI, uh, you know, a daily dose because, you know, it causes cancer. But think of the amount, if you're getting it in food and you go to the hospital and they give it to you in 10 drugs, you just don't have a, have a chance. If you had seen me, you know, I looked like somebody who was dying. And just, uh, you know, they gave me a slug of the drink and I stopped breathing. So it, it's it's the most important thing uh, that can get around today is the aspartame issue. What they do, just like they did in Judy's case on the, uh, on the virus, first they call your names. Uh, then they call you a conspiracy theorist. Then they try to discredit you. I mean, this they have committees to do this kind of thing, and people don't know what what to do. In the case of the viral email, if you look it up now, you'll see it a hoax. I gave the letter asking me to speak from the World Environmental Conference. I got the thank you note. I had gave them the telephone number at the university I spoke with and they said they were getting calls by the thousands and they still refused to publish the truth. Even Smithsonian, uh, Smithsonian did it just recently about uh, three years ago, I think it was, put out something uh, that it was a hoax where, um, and that's why another reason they hacked down Doorway. So you can see the cover-up involved, but if you want to stay alive, you have to be sure of what you eat. And um, I used to work with an allergist, <clears throat> and what they do is same thing we do, is they have an add-back routine. In other words, 
a woman comes in and says, I'm allergic to my husband. So what she did, what, what uh, Dr. Peacock told her to do, you know, is start getting, uh, taking everything out of your diet one by one until the symptoms stop. And then when the symptoms stop, go back and take it again. If the symptoms come back, you know, that's the culprit. In that particular case, it was in an Avon product, uh, Oris Root, which was an ingredient of an ingredient that was not on the label. That's what allergists do. So that's what we do. We say, take the two, the 60 day no aspartame test. If you've got all these problems, uh, in the case of the heart problems, it causes an irregular heart rhythm. It interacts with all cardiac medication. Uh, it damages the cardiac conduction system and causes sudden death. And it causes fainting. You, do you remember President Bush said he fainted on a pretzel? He didn't faint on a pretzel, he was drinking a Diet Coke, you see. We see pictures of him drinking a Diet Coke. And so people black out. Uh, the congressional records are on the website. You'll see a pilot testifying before Congress and saying he was drinking or using aspartame and the plane got just above the water before he woke up and was able to save that plane. And uh, the on Dr. Blaylock's aspartame alert, there's, I think about at the time, six pallets had died on American. So um, that's, that's how important it is. And I'm one of these people that answer all emails. In other words, I'm accessible. When the Nancy Markle came out, someone called and said, are you willing to put your telephone number on, on the internet? I said, it's already on there. He says, because we're going to put it on a wider source of mass thing because it can, it can get to millions of people. And I said, okay. So I had to stop what I call call interruption, <laughs> you know? So because somebody else would be trying to get the call and it was just ringing around the clock for years because so many people were mass poisoned on aspartame. And, uh, you know, I'm getting up in years now. I've done this for 30 years. And uh, after I retired, because it was a must be, um, it had to be done or people would die. And August 1st, I'll be 80 years old. And so um, there are, we have operations in 46 countries doing this. And we need people to keep on doing it. And uh, we need, you know, attorneys that are able, that uh, have millions of tobacco attorneys to come in and get it off the market. We have tried every, every way. It's when the FDA has said that it's a carcinogen, uh, all the independent scientific peer-reviewed studies have said that it's a carcinogen. It is against the law and the FDA has no power to do anything about it and told me we don't have to answer your email. To show you how far I've gone, I live in it, you know, in Atlanta, Georgia, I actually live in Duluth. But if you remember, Newt Gingrich was Speaker of the House, one of the most powerful positions in the world. And he lived in Atlanta and I thought, maybe he can help. 
So I went over to his office and he took an aide and said, uh, Betty has 26 questions she wants answered by the FDA. Mary, it's been 25 years. That's a quarter of a century and the FDA has refused to answer them. And the, the aide told me the last time that they talked to the FDA, they said, well, we'll talk to our attorney, you know, and he said, you know, you have to talk to an attorney to answer a question. You know, this, this is just, just a cover up, but people should mass write the FDA. And in the Senate, it said they were referring them to the AIDS hotline. They just couldn't get rid of the complaints because people would take a drink and have a seizure. And, uh, you know, or they'd lose their vision or they'd be diagnosed with these horrible diseases that are in the medical text. And I recommend, Dr. Blaylock has written several of them. Uh, I used this one with the media because it was his first book and it goes into aspartame. Uh, this is the best book ever written on the methanol in it. It's a metabolic poison, you know, and we, we do kind of get a laugh over the fact that, you know, hand san sanitizer is, yes, it does have methanol in it, but um, I wouldn't think that people would rush out to get uh, hand sanitizer to get high, and I don't think that people would even know to even think gee, to get high, I'm going to run out and get some anti-diarrhea medication. And it's really stupidity. And but, that's the uh, aspartame when people ingest it, it breaks down into the methanol? Yes, at 86 degrees. It's a methyl ester and at 86 degrees. And your temperature is 98.6. So you know just as soon as you swallow it, you know, in 60 minutes, they were talking about the burning tongue. Dr. Bowen went on to explain how it does that. Believe it or not, the worst product would be gum. And the reason is because it's buccal and it works like nitroglycerin under the tongue and goes straight through saliva to the brain. And Dr. Walton told me, he said, when you see, when you see products that, uh, that are gum that says no aspartame. He says it still has aspartame in it. I don't know if it uh, has to do with the kind of uh, machinery it's used to make it, but I asked the just like sugar people, which are not really operating right now in them because of the virus. They said in order for them to make it, that it would, um, they'd have to build their own machine but you, and, and, it's, and it's so addictive that uh, that was the reason that I went to New Zealand because of Abby Cormack and she was using the gum and she was having all these aspartame reactions. So they asked me to come and lecture in New Zealand. And that's when I took the opportunity to talk to food standards. None of these countries, these people said, yes, you know, they have the habit of saying, uh, all these different uh, organizations throughout the world have approved it. What they've done is just accepted what the FDA does. Everywhere I've gone in each country, I've asked them, where are your studies? We didn't do any. 
And how could the FDA keep it on the market with the Croco study when you see that uh, it, it, it breaks down um, into formaldehyde? And in this book, it says it turns the tissues to plastic. So in the end, you know, you cannot get the formaldehyde out of the body. And so we've got Dr. Higgins and we've got Dr. Zinnia Reguin and uh, they're helping. And uh, Dr. Walton is still in practice. He is a, a psychiatrist and he does a, a wonderful job. Um, Dr. Monte, um, he's been crying since aspartame was put on the market. Let me give you an example of how far industry will go. He lived in Arizona and Arizona gets up to maybe 117, it gets pretty hot there. And you go in front of 7-Eleven and here's it's Diet Coke and at 86 degrees it's broken down into formaldehyde. <clears throat> so he asked for a meeting and they, through industry, prevented him from going to this having this meeting to band it in Arizona. And he worked and they sent lobbyists, oh, what they did. And finally he got the meeting. Now, it just doesn't sound like something from the twilight zone. What industry did was they took a bill that had passed. In other words, they didn't have to get a bill passed. It had already been passed on toxic waste, I think it was. And they took the guts of the toxic waste out and put um, information in there that would deregulate artificial sweeteners and prevented the meeting. Now that's how far industry has power and will go. And so I figured out when I started this that there was nothing that you could do but save lives by warning people and getting the whole world to help you. And uh, the doctors are a list of humanitarian, wonderful uh, physicians and researchers like, for instance, um, Dr. Alamany, we could even send you the article. As soon as he put out that study, the aspartame industry uh, attempted to assassinate his character. They, um, did uh, his funding was reduced uh, all different his career was ruined and uh, anybody could redo that study in any country and the FDA doesn't even mention it and that's why Dr. Uh, uh, Walton for 60 minutes did a report on funding so here you see a hundred percent of independent studies on the market and all but six um, showed the problems. The six, if were omitted, uh, omitted, it was when the FDA had something to do with it, when they converted from helping the people to helping industry. So he said without that, 100% of all independent studies. So how did the ones that were funded by industry say it's safe? And that's because of uh, the cover-up. As soon as you see certain names, you know, okay, this is going to be on one that's, um, they're going to cover up the issue. 
So you've really gotten some vast knowledge on it because it's um, the internet is is full of it. If it says aspartame is not safe, you know it's a true article. And um, if it uh, is trying to say it is, you know that uh, they've got a flack. If they're calling people names, you know that's a flack. And uh, then they'll try to discredit them and they will uh, get on your website and eliminate or delete all the serious, serious problems. But um, just remember www.wnho.net. And if you take Aspartame Awareness Month in September, if you didn't, if you were sick and you couldn't do anything, you could get things off the website or even off Google. Everybody's got a list and send it out. This is Aspartame Awareness Month. Please get off of it and forward others. This is the website. And what they're doing about Facebook and Twiddle, uh, Twitting, is <laughs> they told me uh, when they uh, wouldn't allow me to uh, post, they said, we're not even going to talk about it. And so now they have set up alternative social media so that people can get the truth out now. And Dr. Leonard Caldwell set up one um, and um, uh, there's, let's see, there's one in the UK. There's a whole list of alternative media. If somebody wants to email me, I'll send them to them where you can publish and get the information out. But if you see somebody giving it to a child, for God's sakes, stop them. It's destroying their brain. And all the stories that you shared of people who stopped using it and you know mentioned so many different problems got better their health improved i think that that is so encouraging and i think almost in close to you know just to talk about your 60-day challenge of no aspartame and doing that and what a difference that can make in yes and then send me your email and i'll even i'll even put it on the list if you want to get on a list you can go to my website and you'll you'll see an aspartame information list where you'd get a copy of every email I sent out. And uh, then you can just forward it on. There's just all kinds of, of ways. One lady, she got her, she put on this kind of uh, costume uh, of death and got in front of Costco one day. And because they had aspartame and the children's vitamins, and she had a sign that said, shame on the FDA. And they were doing the national news. And there you saw her in the background in her costume holding up this sign, <laughs> shame on the FDA. Uh, people have done incredible things to save their family and friends. That's awesome. I think, yeah, ending on that positive note and how people can make a huge change in their health once they realize it and, and make that change and kind of share it on with other people. Okay. Thank you well, so much. Nice, nice being on your show.